Okay, good evening. So we're, we're going to pick up with Kriya. The Talmud says, famous Talmud, a famous piece of Gemara. Tan Rabban, our sages taught us, but Talmud Echad, somebody went down in front of the Teva, in front of the Tadavan, Bifnei Rabbi Eliezer, right in front of Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer ben Hurkanis was the great Rabbi of Rabbi Akiva, the great student of Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai, the Gadol Hador, the generation right after uh, the destruction of the second base of Mikdash. And he sees his da- student davening and davening and davening and davening. Amr Eloi Talmidam, his Talmidam said to him, look at this guy, he probably was davening an inordinate amount of time. They say to Rabbi Eliezer, well, look how Kama Archon is it? Look how long so and so is davening. So Rabbi Eliezer, this Gadol, this, this great Tana says, I'm the Klum Marech Yaisi Moshe Rabbeinu. Yeah, he's not davening as long as Moshe Rabbeinu, but it says by Moshe Rabbeinu, Dixiv Bey, it's Arbaim Hayom, it's Arbaim Alelu. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu, after the, the, the Eagle Azav, after the Golden Calf, davened for 40 days and 40 nights straight, right? All the way from Rosh Chayyosh Elul, all the way until Yom Kippur, where Hashem said, Salach di Kidvarecha, that's what we, we, we to this day on Yom Kippur. So Moshe Davin's 40 days and 40 nights. So what do you think? He Davin's long. Moshe Rabbeinu Davin long. Shuv Maisa Echad. There's another Maisa with Talmud Echad. Or another student of Eliezer. He went in front of the table. Went in front of Davin. By the Ahmed. Before Eliezer. Rabbi Katsu today went very short. Very, very short. He was curt. Abu Tomidov. So the other student said to Eliezer. About this student. Kama Katsu said. Look how short look how short his davening is. Avraham. Klum, now by the way, I, there's a command to say, but I think it's a most of the Peshitta, it's a, a Pashna Maisa. The Talmidim were asking him, not, it's not saying Lashon, oh, look at so and so. No, the, the, the Talmidim were asking Rabbi Eliezer, why aren't you protesting? Right? He's davening too long, he's davening, in the, why aren't you protesting too, too, too short? They're trying to learn from their great teacher. That's the Peshat by the Gemara. But, anyways, they say to now Rabbi Eliezer, Kamakatsu, who, 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 oh, look how short he's davening. Amram Klum Makatsu Yaisim Moshe Rabbeinu. He's not, he's not davening as short as Moshe. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu, when Miriam, his older sister, was struck with Tsaras, with the spiritual leprosy, for actually talking about Moshe, and she was in a terrible situation. Aaron told her that. Moshe had a five word prayer. Kel, na, rafa, na, la. Please, God, heal her, and she was healed. Five words. By Eglah Zagdaz, 40 days and 40 nights. Five words. Five word prayer. And bam. Hinei, Lechera, it's a sister Pinkus. Okay. Bishlama ha Talmud, Shaya Marakha. I can, we can understand. The student, he's davening and davening and davening and pushing and davening. Matzar Abeliezer, Milo, but Abeliezer said, Milo, like Moshe Rabbeinu, 40 days and 40 nights. It's a Moshe We see it by Moshe Rabbeinu. We move on another. We can all understand that there is a Maila to daven a lot of tefillah. Gamshu sugat tefillah and atzmo. It's actually a type of prayer which we call itor to dig and to dig. It says viyater that Yitzchak was davening and that with Rivka davening and davening to have a child. They're digging and digging and davening and davening long davenings day and night davenings. Our sages tell us, call Marach Betfila, person who keeps davening and davens a long time, and in the end, they can be answered or will be answered. 
but this other student, he was very, he was very short. Mamayla, Matzamor Eliezer. Why would it ever be a good idea to have a short davening? Now, by the way, we're not talking about a person who has ADHD uh, or, or davens like somebody, and davens a short, you know, opens a sitter and two minutes later closes it, no kavana. We're talking about a person who davens with a lot of kavana. But it's quick. It's not schleppy. It's not long. It's not over and over and over and over and over. Why is that a plus to daven a short davening? What's the mila of that at all to daven a short davening? And by the way, what, what, what's the proof from Moshe Rabbeinu that you daven for a for five words? There's also a, 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 an area of davening which is not long. It, it's, it's not long. It's, and it's part of Korea when you're in front of Hashem you're talking to Hashem you can actually go short and it could it's actually it's a remez it's a hinted in, in a Pasuk which the Talmud uh, and the Medrash uh, elaborates on it says that that Yaakov says that I took from the, uh, that, I, that I used my cherev my sword and my keshes which is my, my bow and arrow and the Targum, and the, and the Gemara says, where's Kharbi, my sword and my arrow that Yaakov's talking about? Bitsalusi with my prayers and my pleading. The, the sword and the arrow that Yaakov had in his armament was his dominant, his prayers and his pleading. the you can learn from this, a cherev, a sword, and a keshes, and an arrow, a, 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 a quiver for, with a bows and arrow, if you know how to shoot an arrow, Oburio, you can hit the bullseye. How many arrows do you need? One. If you have a good shot, all you need is one arrow. Um, and if you're shooting arrow and arrow and arrow and arrow and arrow, lots of arrows, it's a simenu, it's a sign that you don't know how to hit the bullseye. With your thing, the Zalbazach, the same thing is the sword. If you learn Shmuel Beis, uh, that Avner, the great general of Shaul, King Saul, when Asal, when, when there was a fight between when, when, when King David, when David Amalek already had broken off and had part of the Jewish people, he had the Shevet of Yehuda and Benjamin, and Shaul's son had the other ten Shvatim, and they ended up at one point being a civil war. And the brother of Yoav, who would be David's general, Asal, was also this great person, chased after Avner, and Avner tells him to turn back. And then eventually, Avner is forced for his own life to kill Asal. So the Pasuk says, Avner, took his spear, and it hit El by the fifth rib, and Rabbi Yechai says the fifth rib is the place where the Maravikavet Tloyim, where the gallbladder and the liver are right next to. And that killed Asal on the spot. And one hit, one sharp hit, was enough with a sword or a spear to kill the person. But by Kayin, when he killed his brother Hevel, the Gemara, the Talmud says in Sanhedrin, she kept stabbing him over and over. He didn't know how to kill Hevel. It's the first murder ever, Rachmanus. So, and he stabbed him over. 
So same thing is by prayer. Yaakov says, I have a sword, I have a bow and arrow. Right? That is my prayer and my pleading. And it's the same thing. Hayodea, if you know how, it's a you know what, you know who you're talking to, you know what's at stake, and you, you, you realize that Hashem is all He's all merciful. You could pray, which is like a straight shot. Like the arrow hitting, hitting the shot. The Kaira, you call to Hashem, like Moshe Rabbeinu, five words to, about Miriam. Kel, na, Rafa, na, Allah, please, God, yor. And you hit this, the, the, the thing. The two are niflu. And look, look how amazing this is. And we actually learned this from this king, Menashe. We mentioned if Menashe's prayers could be answered, he didn't give a long prayer. He did exactly bullseye. We know that Eliyahu and Har Kamel, Eliyahu, in one of the greatest moments in the period of the Nevi'im Umalachim, was Eliyahu, one of the greatest miracles, uh, if not the greatest miracle, after Har Sinai and after the 40 years in the desert. Was Eliyahu and Har Karmel, and, and, and he basically this whole challenge between Eliyahu and the heads of idolatry, and they were calling out the whole day to pray they, to, for a fire to come down to heaven to have, eat their sacrifice, praying and screaming and cutting themselves, and all, nothing's happening. Uh, and Menashe and and, um, and he made fun of them, right? He, he said, "If your God can answer, you can answer one prayer. What are you screaming the whole day?" And Menashe, who's in this boiling cauldron, it's getting hotter and hotter. They're heating it up, and he's going to die. And he didn't have time to call too much. Uh, the Emes Berugamer, he, he did, he could, um, um, he called once, and if it didn't answer, he knew it was false. Because if I can pray correctly, so all the idolatries he prayed to, not true. And he says, you know what? My father taught me the following thing, and he prays to Hashem, and he knows all the rules of prayer from his father, who's the great Chizkia, uh, the great, the great uh, and even though he rebelled until that point. Um, uh, but, and, and his answer, and again, the Kara, the Kara is that if you can pray correctly, it should work right, right, right away. And that's why Eliyahu made fun of them. If you're praying to God, let me ask you a question. We're not here right now to talk about long prayer. There's a very important idea of long, davening long, and sometimes that's the, the and often that's the very that's the right way we need to, to get answered correctly. You know, Moshe for took four days and four nights, but there are other things Moshe they have for a long time. But but there is there is a moment where you can pray, and you need to pray whether you're Menasha in the boiling water or you, you have such an intensity like Moshe for a sister. Uh, Miriam, it's a bullseye. Like, think about it logically. If Hashem hears your prayer, can't it work the first time? If if there's a kriya, if there's a request, we know that even parents, bosses, you don't have to ask a thousand times. Now, I, I, what I'm not going to discuss right now because it's not a topic is sometimes you need to dive it a long time, not because um, Hashem doesn't hear, but we need to change ourselves. That the prayer and the and the avodah transforms ourselves. Why does Hashem now answer us? Because our prayer, we're different people. We trust in Hashem more. We're more humble. We're more reliant on Hashem. And that's transformative for us. Sometimes um, it's not the right time. And the, it, but if we keep to the prayer, there are many other reasons why sometimes it's a prayer long. But, there, but in theory, it could be one prayer and you get the, 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 a total answer. 
Um, and that's what Menashe realized, and that's what Moshe did, and that's what the student did at that day. Again, Menashe did all the Vodazara in the world, and it was so, Shikarla Kashbar, from Tfila Achaz, he called Hashem with one Tfila, Nira, Shemashach, Bala Atzmo, Rachamim, and Soifim. That he had tremendous Rachamim, he was saved. Menashe knew exactly who he was calling to. He davin. And he said, as we said a couple weeks ago, if Hashem doesn't answer you, it's a simon that Hashem is no better than any idolatry. Because if you're all merciful and you hear my prayers, you shouldn't look at me, right? You can even say, me Menasha. When he did this kriya, it was like a sword. It was a direct hit. And it wasn't, as I said, a short prayer because he was in a rush to go somewhere. Or Moshe was in a rush to daven short a prayer by Miriam, or the student of Rabbi Lezer was in a rush to do something. No, they had a bang prayer, and they knew who they're talking to, and they knew Hashem's all merciful. And if you do that, you don't have to do more than one prayer. I said, I once heard of one of the great G'dayli Adorim. Now, remember, Shem Shem Pinkas was a great, was a gobble himself. He's saying it about a, a gobble, a, a great sage in the previous generation, and a great one, so it must have been really something. And he walked by someone who was, who was davening and davening and davening. You know, obviously, he was a, a gadol, so he knew the person and it was a point or whatever it is. And he asked this person, you know, laughing, does your machser have words that mine doesn't? You're davening forever. Am I missing some words in my machser? It means, what are you adding on that you need to keep davening and davening? I, I personally daven a very long time for Shoshani Yom Kippur. Yeah, I don't mind sharing. First of all, I have a lot of a, of a, of a laundry list of needs uh, for myself, my family, for my community, my cholesterol, and you know, I, 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 I'm not such a level always to have kriya. Uh, but, but this God of this person could do it in a shorter way, and perhaps he was right. Everyone's there's no the, the point is that you don't need to daven long. You could there is a way to daven straight. Uh, he's not coming Khalila to tell him not to daven for a long time. as we mentioned, and I just stated, Arichas Patfila, davening long and over is itor, digging is sometimes what's needed, and very often it changes the person. And you're, you're connected to Hashem that whole time. But what he was telling him is, you should know, by the way, you don't need to daven long always. Don't think that prayer means long. Don't think that you need to, you know, imagine every time you come to your parents, you have to have a 50-50, please, 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 No, you don't need to do that. Sometimes you can go short. Just realize that there's a there's an angle of prayer of speaking long, and sometimes we're short, direct, and to the point, and with all the kavana, obviously. And it cuts like a suck in, like a sharp scissor, like a sharp knife. So you know that who you're talking to, Hashem hears. Uh, and every word is going to its matara. Amnam, however, be'emes. So let's say this is the case. Let's say I can just have one tefillah and it's shorter works. So then why, why then do I need to, do, why very often, I, I, I know everyone who's on this Zoom uh, share very well, every one of you, like myself, have a lot of needs. Um, we have family needs, we have health needs, we have personal needs, we have communal needs, every one of us in this cause needs. 
So why would we ever dive along? Just dive in short. What, 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 what's the purpose? And I gave a couple reasons. He's going to give another reason. What was Moshe who could have davened for mere five words? Why was Moshe Rabbeinu 40 days and 40 nights on Harsinai davening? But Tiras who had emesh It's possible to do it direct and sharp, um, like, a, like an arrow, hitting the bullseye. And that could bring down all the chasadim from heaven, all the, the mercy and kindness. Should, even should even one prayer could do it. Lahoitzi to bring down the hamshik kinsishma all the treasures. Avadain alelus kashim oimufer kashparch vaskinan. And when we're davening, every time we daven, it, it's it's not an extra. It's the it's a totally new reality. It means it's a totally transformative reality which affects again. It's like Torah. We know that the Talmud says in Masech Shabbos when the, the Ten Commandments were given and the Seredivus were given, Kol Dibur V'Dibur, every single Dibur, Shiyatsim Pia Kodesh Baruch that came from, from Hashem, Nismale Kol Ha'ilam Kulu B'Shamayim. The whole world, the entire celestial world, when, the, when, when Hashem said, Hashem Lokech Hashem Tzich, Hashem Lokech Hashem Lokech Hashem Lokech Hashem the entire world was filled with that. The came Shadiba Rishon the small if the whole celestial world was filled. So when he said the second, Lo Yala Khim Bifana, shouldn't have any foreign gods, no idolatry, there's no room for it. So the Talmud says, So what happens is Hashem took out the Ruach and 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 uh moved the first one and put it for permanency. this this it went out from roses and with myrrh, and, and basically, every word Hashem said, the Jewish people died. He brought them, resuscitated them, gave them life. So they were resuscitated, and they heard it. So he's elucidating as follows There is no place in the world. There's not, Hashem took the whole world with every every one of the Ten Commandments. The, the word Hashem's, whatever it means, His speech, whatever His commandment is, is omnipotent. It's all, there's no end to it. How is there room for every place? So he, when He says He cleaned the table and we're able to do it again. So too when you and I daven. Now, let me ask you a question, right? If somebody comes to you and asks for something, after a while, it's not that the ask itself is tedious. Huh. I want to, like I tell my kids, okay, one of my kids is actually more than one of my kids are experts at this. I say no, they want something, no. So they come to convince me. I say no. Come to convince me again. I say no again. And then they again. And after a while, you want to you know give them a hug and kiss and say stop. It's annoying. I said no. Right? You know, with Hashem. Even if we're, especially if we're going, it's not that. It's like every time is like the first time. When you come in Davin, it's like maybe one answer last time, but it is, it's like the first time with the, with the power of all the other tulas. Uh, and, and therefore, every time you do it, it's like the first time you're talking. You're making a kasher uh, with Hashem, and really you shouldn't need it. Um, uh, right, and every time it should be like one thing, but but it doesn't 
stay there. So you, you can have it like the first time. You're always, it's like the first time, the first opportunity, and every part of tefillah is, has a freshness. So every time you daven, right, let's say there's something you need, you daven very powerfully, it could be last time you asked and you were heard, but it was a no, and now it's a totally new ask and a totally new opportunity. Right? Totally new ask, totally new opportunity. And you're coming, on the contrary, you know, we can get tired out, if not, but we realize it, just like the first time, it's like, let me tell you something, I have a $13 million campaign right now. This is, besides a $20 million operational budget, I have a $13 million building campaign. I, you know, it's a lot of money, the economy is not so strong. I don't know, you know, I, if you, please, if anyone finds me a money tree, uh, I'll be very grateful. I think that they're laughing. I'm serious, right? So let's say, let's say I just I, let's say I would have a chance to go in front of a billionaire and make a pitch. A billionaire can stop one second. A billionaire, well, uh, if they wanted to, no problem. So I imagine I get the opportunity to get a pitch, and I think the thing. Well, I'll think about it. Or uh, fine. If I would get. And, then, and now it's, I'm still stuck. <laughs> it's totally the funny. If, I, if, if in a week from now or tomorrow he says, come again, and now you come again, you have the exact same opportunity. And maybe what you, right? And here it's not some random billionaire I need to ask, but the billionaire is my father. Now, I mentioned to you before about my kids asking me. So a billionaire does may or may not know me. Even if he knows me, a billionaire is bothered by a lot of people. <laughs> there are people bothered them all the time. They go incognito because they can't go anywhere. People want, you know, they, 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 so, but if it's your father, it's your brother, it's a, it's a real close relative, then you have a great shot, right? It's even better. Hashem is our father. And every time we're coming, he's giving us a brand new opportunity. And maybe last, yesterday, that Korea was not as a stark. Or maybe yesterday was not your moment. Or maybe you weren't humble enough. But today is that opportunity, and that's why you're marach betilo. And even the same day, it could be that the first time you're diving, you really didn't feel it, but now you're dominating, and you really realize, you need this. And only Hashem can help you. And Hashem is all racham, is all racham him. V'zalach sh'amra v'shua omer, kokat betilo, it's an infliatso. V'zalach sh'amra v'shua, now he's going to swing back to tefillah katsara. The, the Talmud says in Baruchas, Rabbi Shua, Shua was the other great student of Rabbi and Zakkai, and the the second Rabbi of Rabbi Akiva. We know that actually, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of an article on the history of Jews of Rome, not the Roman Empire, but the city of Rome, which is an interesting article, but the, in the when Rome, when Vespasian uh, and later Titus were conquered Jews, so we know that Rabbi Yeshua and Josephus brings this down, by the way, not just the Talmud, that Rabbi, that, that Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Eliezer, both of them together, took out Rabbi Yechem and Zakkai, and they pretended he was dead, and they took him out of the city. So this great Rabbi Yeshua says the following thing, Now, Makam Sakana, in the days of Rabbi Yeshua, this, if you were traveling, there were Romans around, there were, there were literally lions wandering around Judea at that time, and you could, and there were bandits, you know, the, the central government had failed in Israel, they, they, they had destroyed the central government, the Romans. So it, you could have been in real danger. This was not getting a traffic stop in, uh, 
in a bad neighborhood. This is right, you're in real danger. So you should say, and you need to daven. It's time to daven. You should just stop. It's time for shakas. Say a short tefillah. Say, Omer Hashia Hashem is Amecha, Shaver, your nation, as shares so the remnant of Israel, Bechol Parsa, we were wherever in the, at that fork in the road, so to speak, Yetzarchem, the Fanach, they should have what they need. The Chensham, also there in the Talmud, the next Omer, says, When Yechuna ben Akana, Hayam Eswava, Kinesaso, the base of Ash, he would pray as he walked into the study hall to the Yeshiva. And when he left, a tefillah katsara. And he asked him, what are you davening, Rabbi Nechun ben Akana? It's great Tana, what are you davening? He says, when I come in, I should not make any mistakes. Um, and this, it basically, it was a tefillah katsara. It was short to the point and powerful. You wish to know, by the way, sometimes we don't have the time to pray a long prayer. Or sometimes it's the middle of the day and you're under duress. And sometimes you just hit the, it's just so clear to you and it's so powerful to you. It's a point of Tefillah Katsara, which is like the arrow hitting the bullseye. The sword hitting the fifth rib. It's a very um, particular type of Tefillah. It comes from Behiras Halev, at that moment, it's a moment of total clarity. Emuna Berura, it's a moment of total faith and total closeness to Hashem. It's not a person just diving short because they're impatient. It's not because you don't have the strength to dive long. It's because you have such clarity, Emuna, closeness to Hashem. At that moment, that's the bullseye. On that note, we're going to kill the next little chapter. This is the chapter which is very connected to this. And then, by the way, this coming ch- chapter, I believe, um, it's a short chapter also, is a game changer, as we say. It's a game changer not in how you dive in Shabbos and Minchamar, it's how you live as a Jew. We're talking about calling to Hashem. It comes, you call to Hashem with Hashem's name, and it's direct, and you know you're in front of Hashem, you know Hashem is all merciful. It's with, with a clarity of recognition, that Hashem is Oymen al Yado He's waiting to hear your prayers, as we said it multiple weeks ago. Navi ha Inyan, ha Nizkav, Achiyov, ha Muto. And I'm going to just bring this with the, with the concept, the, the, the awesome, obligatory concept that's upon every Jew, upon every Jew. Lehispalal al Hazulas Hanim When you see your friend, Suffering is an obligation. This is very serious. It's not just friends, it's relatives. Very, very serious. We're not, I'm going to get to the point in a minute too. It's, this is serious stuff. You see a, a neighbor, a Yiddish neighbor, a Jewish neighbor, a friend, a relative, a, a colleague, whoever it may be, uh, suffering, certainly a close relative, you're obligated to pray for them. We see this, by the way, that's nature. Imagine the following thing. You see a person physically suffering. And you can help them. Your sister or brother or cousin are starving in the street. Or need medical care. Or hurt. Or about to be ripped off. And you can help them. You, you help them. 
There's almost no one that's so cool if they would see their friend on the street, Shoshis Dom, they're bleeding, they're hit by a car. Mom is hit by a car and they're bleeding to death. You're not going to call 911, you're not going to stay there. You see him hit by a car, he's dying. You know, walk by, no, not my problem, not me. I wasn't hit by the car, Baruch Hashem. I'm not hit by the car, I'm going to go, i got to get to work. I'm I'm a... I'm going to, get to go for my jog today. Someone else hit by the car. It's not my, I'm not hit by the car. They're hit by the car. Not my problem. No, we would stop and help them out. And help get a doctor. Call 911. Get paramedics. You a close friend, somebody you know. They're, they're about to be evicted from their home. They can't afford to buy wine for Shabbos. They want grapes for Shabbos. Yeah, they're, they're, they're suffering. You can help the guy out. Your good friend, your buddy, your relative. Your, sometimes it's your parent. Who knows? You give him to help him out. One of your good friends. Your good friend is a big, very charitable philanthropist about Staka. He gives out. You'll go to him. Knock on the door. Hi, my good friend. I know somebody who's starving to death. Starving, could you please help me? Sure, I'll help you out. You're gonna, he should go ask the class for him. He's stuck, he's stuck. Somebody's going to be lost in the Chachma or Yerushamayim. We're going to help them out. You see someone suffering. They don't know what to do. They're hurt. They're incapacitated. Who walks by a person bleeding on the street and just says, I always live by the car. Not my problem. I'm not being evicted. Not my problem. We have to rest, by the way, no, we're just asking, you know, your friend needs medical help, you ask a doctor, you have no We All of us have, all of us have a very close person, our Father in Heaven, who's all merciful, who can give that shoes for everybody. You see any of your friends suffering? You should ask for their needs. How wondrous and at some level simple are the words of our sages, the Chazal and Makas. serious stuff. I remember when I was in the Mir Yeshiva, the, the Mir Yeshiva is thousands of boys. When I'm there, it was there was like 4,500, 4,000 plus. Today, the Mir Yeshiva is 9,000. I was there 24 or 5 years ago. 9,000. I remember the Yeshiva, the great Sadiq, when there's a Bukhar who was very sick, he's the whole Yeshiva, but we should all be davening. How can we not be davening? Echa ibn Chabura. Well, the Gemara says, Kol Anybody who can ask for mercy on their friend and does not ask is a sinner. Shemar, and it says, Shmuel said to the Jewish people, I should sin to Hashem Of course, I'm going to pray for you. If you do not do that, if you're not, just like if you would, you see God bleeding to death in the street, you're going to help him. So if you don't help a person and pray for them when you could pray for them, if they have a sickness or they're not well, or something's up, right, and they're poor, whatever it may be, they're suffering, or they're making bad deals, or they're in a bad situation, either you don't believe how close Hashem is to you, like, again, you see someone starving, and you, your best friend's the billionaire, or the multimillionaire, or the, or the not multimillionaire, a son of a Jew is very charitable and you can ask him for money for your friend and you don't You're, you are watching someone suffer I'm, just, I'm reading this book right now 
is by Yehuda Bauer on Holocaust perspectives. Um, and, you know, it's actually a fascinating book from 1977, 78, I forget it was. Uh, le- lectures. But if you could, imagine today you could save people in the Holocaust. And you're in America and you're eating popcorn. <laughs> I have to worry about people in the Holocaust. My family may... Well, why did they leave in 1922 like my family did from Russia? They should have left then. <laughs> right? I'm not saying people necessarily did that. But you sit there, watch it happen. You're, you're, you're a wicked person. You know what's going on and you're not doing anything. You're just letting your, your cousins and your brothers, many of the people, by the way, in America, I'm not saying anything particular, in 1939, had brothers and sisters, parents, cousins in Europe. Close friends in Europe. And you sit there, you watch this happen, you do nothing. Then it was actually, by the way, much harder and it, it's still not acceptable because oh, it's across the what can I possibly do? I can tell you a lot of things what people did do. Not for now. But to watch it happen and do nothing? Um, so if either, and here you imagine the following thing. You're leaving America and your old neighbor was FDR. And you can get into FDR. You get into FDR. You can speak to Franklin Israel. You have a connection. Right? We all know that the state of Israel... Who, right? It was Chaim, it was it was not it was not Chaim Weitz and Ben Gurion who convinced Truman. It was who? Anyone know? Eddie Jacobson, right? Who was Eddie Jacobson? It was Truman's old partner. Right? It was Truman's old partner. He had a partner, Eddie Jacobson, who he had a business with, and that Eddie Jacobson was ultimately the shliach for the whole thing. Eddie Jacobson could have said, Oh my, I'm Eddie Jacobson. Why should, I, why should I tell Truman to vote for Israel and the UN? Who am I? Eddie Jacobson. No, I, I can. So here we have a connection to Hashem and we see someone suffering. You're not going to sit, sit there still? You're not going to say anything? So either you don't understand how close we are to Hashem, which is, or you're cruel. And when I'm on your clothes, you're walking by a person bleeding to death and doing nothing. Either way, you're a sinner. That's why the Talmud says you're a sinner. Either you don't, you don't realize how close you are to Hashem, or you're cruel. We know that in the times of the Talmudic times, in biblical times, times of Chazal, times of Tanakh, the person who by mistake killed someone, there was something, uh, cities of refuge, in Yer Meklat, and you would stay there until the Kohen Gadol died, right? The, 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 the person, the, the accidental murderer would run, call it manslaughter, would run to the cities and would say to the Kohen, going out and because that the Talmud says to Marcus, the mothers of the Kohanim Gedolim would give food to those who are in these Arimiklats and clothes that they should not die when their sons should die. He kind of bribed them. Once they, they felt a, a gratitude, so they weren't going to die Right, Shalom the Kohanim Levakish Rachamim. So why were they called? Why was this dependent on the Kohanim Gedolim? So Kohanim Levakish Rachamim. Although really the the Kohanim, they the Kohen Gadol should have been praying for his generation. That that no, there should be no murders, no accidental murders, no by mistake murders, nothing. We know that the Talmud says that somebody, an, a, a lion, would eat up a person. Um, Three parcel, which is about eight within eight kilometers, eight miles, excuse me, of Rabbi Shulman Levi, this great sage in the second century, uh, uh, beginning of the third century of the common era in Israel, Judea, 
and, and, and he lost this, uh, this connection to Eliyahu Navi. Right? He was blamed for not praying for his surroundings. Uh, he should be praying nothing bad on the Jewish people. When Sadiq came, real righteous praying people, they prayed for the whole generation. Therefore, the Kongado, when he died, uh, that's when they were free because they ended up in the in the in the era of Miklat because they didn't he, he didn't die enough for them. Right, so they would die for him to die. Masha should be farsh. Listen to this. Shuloi rakshi ish chashu atzechis ba'al akongal shemus. El adar rotz shibazat toru masal sheikro ken. Right, what happens is is that because he didn't daven for his nation, the Torah creates a situation where by nature people will daven for him to die. You didn't daven for people to live, so now people are going to be waiting for you to die. They can't leave this until you die, right? Because really, you should be feeling. Real, the, 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 the needs of, of others. Okay, listen to this. Noira Hadavar. Ladies, you hear what I'm saying? Yes. This is very important. Mrs. Tacker, are you here? I'm here. Levy, Levy, Levy I, can't hear, I can't even hear him, so I can't. Uh, right, we all agree, this is very important. I'm going to tell you. This is, this is very, very important. Noira Hadavar This is awesome, and it goes down to the depths of this world. Viadua. We know what the Ram says. That the Torah are like Shevet Levi, and they should specifically people where Torah Jews specifically have is a more of an obligation. And Darish should be Pinchas for Chama Koshish to Chol B'Teich Beiso. Yelech, you should go to a white righteous person. And by the way, you know any Jew who understands Tefillah can have it. I should, and especially if it's a Torah scholar, and therefore, especially, especially those who are called, uh, Torah scholars have this obligation. Now, Kashashani, when you and I hear about a choyla, right? You hear someone sick, hear someone suffering. I'm going to be very frank. You hear someone's not keeping kosher or Shabbos. You, you walk by and you see somebody eating treif, or not, not who, are, who, are, who are far away from a Jews. Do you just walk by? Just like walk by, it doesn't bother you. Oh, it's not my kid. It's not me. I'm fine, right? Bleeding to death. Where a person in Shemaim, they're bleeding, bleeding. A person has a bad marriage. You can help them and pray for them. They're bleeding. You know what I mean? It's a bad marriage. It's terrible. It's painful. Children suffer. Kids suffering. You walk by Shul. and but Papa to, to daven. People, you know, they don't daven. They see a sign. Please daven for some people. Ignore it. How do you walk by a sign? Your, your tefillah, everyone in this call, and all the many dozens and hundreds of people who hear this, your prayer can make all the difference. You know the billionaire. You're close to FDR. You know Truman. You know much more than that. You know Hashem. You could pray for so-and-so. You could change their life. You could change their future. How in the world do you not daven for them, especially if you know them? The Oshish feels Rabbim, they're saying Tehillim. People, I don't know, they're praying for Israel. I don't need to pray for Israel. Uh, Hezbollah wants to kill us. Uh, Hamas wants to kill us. Right? You know, quite frankly, the, 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 the divide right now, which is pretty much religious, it's Jerusalem versus Tel Aviv, it's serious stuff. Everyone, 
I, I, obviously, I want a certain outcome, but I also want it to be peace amongst the Jewish people, right? It's serious stuff. I should have prayed for Israel. The Jewish people, millions of people living there. If you know it's a tzaddik, right? Right now, Shmuel Kamenetsky, who's the elder sage in America, Shiva of Philadelphia, he's 98 or 99 years old. He had a stroke two days ago. Remember? I was davening, they're all davening for Shmuel Kamenetsky. If anyone wants name, it's Shmuel Ben Ita Etel. How do you not pray, even if you never met Shmuel Kamenetsky? Do you understand if Shmuel Kamenetsky at some level, is the Torah leader of the world right now, you know, of America. He, he whether you know what he does or doesn't, he impacts all of all of Hashem's children in Torah Judaism, right? So people are, are, are praying because they're shooting missiles. I don't have time for this. What are you? How you you have, you know the Hashem? You have an in to FDR Truman. I, I I'm not, not going to say the Truman. Other people know Israel. FDR oh, people be gassed now. Shit's not my problem. My family came to America in 1922. <laughs> I'm okay. Right? You know the head of the hospital and someone is bleeding to death. They need a, they need a bed in the hospital. What are you not going to call? Speak to the head of the hospital you let them bleed to death. You can't be lazy. You, you, you're cruel. You, you walk by the street and see someone bleeding. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, very often, I, 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 you know, especially in San Jose, but I have this all the time, people become Bali Chuva or they strengthen themselves in Judaism. And I say to them, you know, what about your family, your children, or your parents, or your brothers, or your sisters? I can't, ah, Rabbi, can't do anything about it. No, it's very sensitive. Okay, I, there are, so I, I, the, many people, by the way, could do something, okay? <laughs> many. But even if you can't approach them and talk to them, how do you not pray for them? How do you not daven for them? You know you have a cousin Louie in Oakland eating chazer, eating pig. How do you not pray? Your grandparents' child. Your grandparents have a child. Your grandparents kept kosher in the Lower East Side and Louie is eating chazer. Doesn't that bother you? What about your, where are you praying for Louie? Do you know what minute there are people in Oakland that became Bali Chuva? You know them, by the way, some of them. And there were Louis in the world. I think Laser Cousin, I think Larry, you once told me you first saw Tefillin when you were 38 years old. Is that true? Um, I put Tefillin on when I was about 38. Yeah, but you you didn't see these things, right? Is that correct? Right. You put on Tefillin every day now? I'm sorry? Do you put on Tefillin every day? You're on... on, Oh! So I'm saying, yeah, well, he's your cousin. There's no one's too late for anybody over here. How do you not daven for people? How do you ignore this? I'm not talking about strangers. How could you watch? How could we? I'm telling you, me. I'm just you as me. By the way, it's not. It's me. You see people you know. You know, and by the way, we have the connection to Hashem, and they're not davening very often, or they don't know how to daven if they're not from. And if they're sick. Their tefillah may not be, but your tefillah may be answered. Or if they're suffering in marriage, it may be your tefillah. You know, why did you find out about their problems in marriage? To sit there and, and digest it, okay? You're supposed to daven for them. You found out about it. You're supposed to daven. And then, by the way, as I just said, it doesn't always have to be long, even a short tefillah. And this is what it says, Things to get used to. Because you're walking by and you see a yid, a Jew, 
in a wheelchair. Omatz of Achashu Shavatsar, he's suffering, somebody's suffering, a Jew, you walk by. The Lish Bukh Mehat Tfilah, just do a short Tfilah. Remember, it says short Tfilah can be powerful. A short Tfilah. And the Talmud seems to say that this was normal for Jews. This is how Yidin lived. You see somebody suffering, something's been going wrong, you say Tfilah for them. It doesn't have to be five hours, five words. Help them, Hashem. Tatin Elmo, give them a bracha. The Talmud says that, these, uh, that, that people, if there's either Elon was sick, their fruit tree was dying or was sick, and those days fruit trees were, were even more important than today, they would put a red, uh, uh, a red string or paint on it. And what's, what's the red string of paint going to do for it? That people, when they're walking on the street, should see, oh, that tree has a red string paint? Dive it for that tree! My tree, I have enough problems myself. Why am I dominating for Yenem's tree, for the other person's tree? But the, the, we, we, if you can help somebody, can time you have a time to tire Yikra? If you tell people I'm in pain, that they should dominate for you. If something went on his tree, put it like a son of him. And if in the days of time, if a tree was sick, people would. Daven for them. If you see a sick person, you hear about a sick person. You're in front of your face. You see someone. In front of your face, your cousin is eating trafe. Now, you may think you can't stop him. Maybe you can't, by the way. But you can daven for him or her. And you must daven for him or her. Because you know FDR plus, Truman plus, and you can't imagine things that can change. And if you saw them bleeding to death in the street, you wouldn't walk by, I hope. But well, you is me, just for the record. Who sounds when I say you? It's like, it's me, but, right? How in the world do you walk by these things? You see a Jew suffering. Right? You walk in the street, you see, if you would see kids wasting their lives, right, on drugs. There's other Jews with drugs. There's San Jose Jews with drugs. Chicago Jews with drugs. Hashem, not so common. There are kids on the, on the streets. You would walk by and see a kid on drugs, wasting their life, going down a path of, of destruction. Right? How much pain their parents must be in. Their fathers and mothers. How much Hashem when they see them? How are you diving for them? To say a short tefillah. You don't need to stop the Shimon Esrei. You walk by, you see a yid suffering, Hashem, please help them. Heal her. Let them do tshuva. Give them chokhmah. Give them wisdom. Give them help. By the way, certainly, you know, if you see someone needs, has an opportunity for greatness too, down for their greatness. You have connection. You have, you have the connection. He says, by the way, I saw a Chiddush Atzim in Taisvis in Rosh Hashanah. The Masha, and that Gemara Rosh Hashanah, taught that the prayers of singular of, of individuals versus the community. And that there is an opinion that at Sibor, uh, at Sibor, at can be ripped up the whole year, means Rosh Hashanah, even though it's sealed in Yom Kippur, at Sibor, if they would daven, even if they're supposed to, something happened to them, there's a decree against them, it could change. 
So a lot of davening. Tosfos says what Rabbi Huda, who held this way, why did he ever daven for sick people? If an individual can't change, if an individual can't change, why daven for sick people? It's, it can't change it. It's Rosh Hashanah Kippur. It was Geyser. So he says, whenever you daven for an individual, we always the, the, the prayers you daven for all the Jews. This person should be healed amongst all the sick of the Pilgrims. You even clear, clear them among all the sick in Israel. And then, that's how Yitzchak Fagan, I don't know, Mrs. Fagan, I see you're in the corner, but if, you, if your husband's on, usually it's his picture, I see. But or, or my trusty Gabbai, Yitzchak Fagan, you always do the Meshavarachs. It's for all the sick of Israel. You should be healed amongst all. So that becomes the Rabbim. He said also um, that, um, that the this is a concept as well, that the sickness is decreed, the point of healing is never decreed. So that can always change. The bottom line is the following thing, as we discussed at length right now. Every tefillah has its power. Even a short tefillah could be super powerful. And we also have an obligation to daven for other people. We, we don't, we, if we understand where Hashem's children, we're close to Hashem, we have the connection and, we, we, and how do we walk by our friends on the street or hear about a friend or a yid who's suffering and not daven? If we, and certainly, but I mentioned bleeding to death. I just want to say one thing. If a Jew doesn't keep any Torah mitzvahs in this world, they are bleeding to death eternally. Okay, I'm not, I am not the judge. Hashem will be the judge. But no one thing, they're bleeding to death eternally. They're lo- losing the opportunity of life. If we could daven for them, if you would see somebody's marriage suffering, that means they're really suffering. You daven for them. Someone wants to get married. Daven for them. Children are having problems with children. Impoverished. They don't know how to pay their bills. They can't sleep at night. And it doesn't always have to be long. Even the short davening. If we do that, right, Hashem gives us bracha. Tefillah is transformed. We might say, the whole sha'arim b'tefillah, it's teaching us how to daven. It's also teaching us the power of tefillah that we can change ourselves, we can change our friends, our community, and the world if we take tefillah seriously and we dominate our way. Okay, we'll hold it.